0: You know, it hurts me to, and, and it, honestly, I feel so sad that parents today, because of the economical reasons and all of that, which is no condemnation, please parents, you're not under condemnation, okay? But just hear what I'm saying. If you and I can trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding and in all our ways acknowledge him, he will direct our parts. Amen. Amen. If we can come, forget about all this theology that is, you know, destroying the churches, because theology ends up in dividing. Yeah. Just have the simple childlike faith. Amen. And allow the faith of God to come into you. And today we're going to learn a little about that. Okay? And I just believe that the time has come for the church to walk in maturity. That we stop being the wimpy whining, crying people. And we start being the mature, the ones who can look at the face of God and speak to him face to face. If Moses could have done it in the old covenant, then you and I could do it in the new covenant. Because of Jesus Christ. He brought to us the face of God. He brought to us the person of God. He became flesh. And he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. Full of grace and truth. Are you with me? You understand that? And the only way that can happen is when you mix, when you mix your faith with the Word. When you allow the Spirit and the Word to go parallel with each other, you ought to study, but you ought to allow the Spirit of God to lead you. Now, I want you to understand this there is no revelation without a visitation, and there is no manifestation without a revelation. There is no revelation without a visitation. Now, I don't mean the visitation is Jesus Christ suddenly, I believe the visitation is the quickening of the Spirit of God in you. That as you read the word, as you read the word, and those who are joining um, our EFS program for this year, we welcome you. And this time, we are also adding something amazing. We are adding a little more of the supernatural. And uh, so, I seek forgiveness from the earlier batches. If you like to come, you're welcome, free of charge. Thank you. But for those who are joining, we are also having an addition of learning what is known as hermeneutics. Wow. There are 14 ways to study your word, the Bible. 14 ways. And we need to know all ways, all the ways. Because if we get stuck in one particular manner, we can be in error. And unfortunately, churches today are in that. You know why? Because they have taken one particular form of looking at the Bible and end up in that. And they think, that is it. You with me? You understand that? And one of the ways is to be spirit-taught. Not the way, but one of the many ways is being spirit-taught. Something that I love. Where I open the word and I say, wow, what's it for me today? And sometimes I get stuck in one verse for a whole month. I don't read the Bible You know why I don't read the Bible? Because the Bible has many versions. I have three at the moment. One, Passion. Two inside here, Amplified and, new, and the New King James. So that's three. And there are many versions. And each version contains the Word of God. Yeah. Come on, amen. And so what we are after is not to read the Bible, but to hear the Word of God. And Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell in your hearts. The word Bible simply means 66 books. Are you with me? But the word of God is divine. And it comes from the heart of God. And because we don't mix the word with faith, we read it theologically or academically, we miss out and we become spiritual pundits. That know only how to cannibalize. You know what that means? How to devour our brothers and sisters. So please, may I urge you. If there are people, and there are plenty of doctrines. There are over, I don't know how many. One doctrine over another. I'm only concerned with what God has given me. I'll defend it. With my church. I won't defend it outside of that. Because my church is the sheep that God, and with you all, God has given. That's my field of authority. I play table tennis, I don't play cricket. I know a little bit. And if I go to play t- the rules of table tennis on the cricket field, I would be lost. And if I play the rules of cricket on the table tennis table, it's all gone. Walk in the field of your authority. You got it? And so please, may I ask you that if you do meet, and you will meet, people who have this kind of air about doctrine and about theology, you know, especially these EFS people. If you do meet them, And they ask you and they say, do you know that this was not according to that? Your answer should be, this is that which was spoken of. (laughs) Well, that's biblical. When Peter stood for the first time, he said, this is that. You know why? Because your faith is personal. Your faith and my faith is personal. I cannot impose my faith on you. The way I walk with God is different to the way you walk with God. Moses received a call. Abraham didn't receive the same. Noah didn't receive the same. They all received their call according to their faith and they walked in it. You understanding? And if you read the if you read Hebrews 11 you'll all find that they walked according to that, including mm, mm. Samson. Yeah. That's right. That's so true. Whom we can look as a, the most biblical womanizer you can ever find. But he's in the hall of fame in God's heart. And a man who walked by faith. That's what the Bible says. Don't look at me as if I'm a heretic or something. Hello, Uh, you at the back, you okay? Who for the first time is hearing me today? For the first time? Mm, Okay, well may God, God give you grace. (laughs) How many of you remember what I shared the last time I came? Just one thing that I emphasized last time. Finish well, and how do you do that? The one word that I used, Mm. remember. What is it? Remember. You know what remember means? To remember that which is dislocated. That's Neil's translation, (laughs) Neil's dictionary. Because the member has been dislocated. Remember it. Make it a member again. So remember. And I want to bring in the power of persuasion today, part two. Last time it was more a testimony, but this time I want to go deep. I want to help you understand the power of persuasion. Because if you and I don't allow that to work in us, we will be lost. Are you with me? And last time I used a few biblical figures. I used them from the Old Testament. And again, I want to use a biblical figure today from the Old Testament. His name is David. I want, you to, we want, to, I want to start with you from... 1 Samuel chapter 22. But the story of David begins in 1 Samuel chapter 17, 16 and 17. And if you go to verse 1, you would see that David is on the run. He's been pursued by Saul, who spent his entire life. Can you believe it? He's a king of a nation, but he spent his entire life trying to kill this man. There are some pastors like that. They spend their entire life trying to put down another. Are you with me? And they call it doing God a service. And so here is David, if you start in 1 Samuel chapter 16, 17, David's been anointed. But listen to this, when God tells Samuel, stop moaning and weeping and whining and crying over Saul. Yeah. Now go and anoint a man whom I will show you. Go to the family of Jesse. Jesse. Can you see how God worked with specifics? He gives names. Today when a prophet stands up and gives names, it's hocus pocus dominocus. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not joking. This is how people look at things and they try to interpret things. Today, prophets and dreamers are not allowed in the church because they are seers. True. True. And they see from another world. True. But which world? It's the word of God. It's the world where God is. Unfortunately, we don't believe that. We want a very cultured, nice, theologically formed doctrine. And so, this man is there. And when Samuel comes to Jesse and says, this is what I've come commissioned to do as a prophet. I've come to anoint one of your sons. Six guys are sent up. Even Samuel was deceived. And he starts From here, eldest one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the hair doesn't show you to be the king. The color doesn't show you to be the king. The beauty doesn't show you to be the king. He says, there's another one. But you know, Jesse, the father, forgot that he had seven sons. (laughs) And Samuel had to ask, do you have any more? (laughs) Ah, shepherd boy, call Sheppy now. (laughs) Sheppy. Could you call Sheppy? And so, here comes this rudy, handsome boy. Seventeen, they say, at that age. And God says, that's him. That's him. So David begins his ministry in rejection. Rejection by his father. Rejection by his brothers in 1 Samuel chapter 17. They get annoyed that he comes with the cheese. He's coming to serve them. And they say, so now what are you doing here? Are you with me? Rejected. And he is now being pursued and rejected by his king. So his whole ministry or his whole life is plagued with this thing called rejection. Oh man, you get a lot in the church. Some you can make out, some you can't. Go for a party and you'll find somebody on the corner there. Come and join. No, it's okay. <laughs> you can't walk into the room. That person thinks you're talking of. Huh? The rejected person walks into the room. And the conversation stops. It happens to stop. Hmm. They were talking about me. Let me say this to you rejection is idolatry. Why is it idolatry? Because you're worshipping yourself. Are you with me? So, can I cast out the demon of rejection? And now here comes the other one. What's it? The king's chasing him. He's so rejected. And the beauty of this is that rejected people are actually loyal people as well. There's some good things about them. Before I go any further, there are good things about them. They're very submissive, they're very loyal. And David, on two occasions, when he had the power in his hands to destroy Saul, on both occasions, chose not to. And if you read it, and you come to chapter 27, you would see the last occasion. But now look at chapter 28. uh, Chapter 27. In chapter 26 is the last occasion But David has a chance. He has two chances. And in the last occasion, again he says, my father, my father. And Saul responds, my son, forgive me, for I have sinned against you. And yet, David is not consoled by that. Because I told you that he was a man of rejection. And then when you see that he's rejected and he's fleeing, if you go back to chapter 22 of Samuel chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 22, you would see the kind of people who drew to him because you will attract only those who you are. That's why Proverbs says, be friendly that you can have friends. A lot of people come to church and they leave because nobody came up to them and said, Hi, you're okay? (laughs) And give a hug. Oh, I thought that church is very loving. But I did not even receive a greeting. So how many are here for the very first time? Hands up, please. How many are here for the... Thank you. Thank you. Bless you, welcome, we love you, and if I can have hands like Mr. Stretch in Fantastic Four, I'll stretch out and I'll hug you all. Very bad people, I didn't hear that. Very bad church, you know. They did not receive the newcomers. Very bad, huh? I'm not going to come here. How many of you are here for the last time? Very good church. You know how to sustain them. Are you okay with this? Okay. So in 1 Samuel chapter 22, look at the rascals who are joining him. He's run now and he's gone to a cave. So, what kind of people do you have in caves? Cavemen. (laughs) What kind of people do you have in palaces? (laughs) Prince and princesses. So he goes to Adalam and guess who comes to him? Right? And everyone, are you willing? Are you ready? Verse 2 Everyone who was in. Distress, everyone who was in debt, super church here. <laughs> and everyone who was discouraged, they came to him and made him their captain. His father and family also joined. Father, number one rejecter. (laughs) And the family also joined. So can you see the bunch of people that he has? But out of these people, he raises up 600 of them. He trains them. He ends up with about 1,500 people, but he has 600 soldiers. He trains them. And they were involved in mighty deeds. They were so loyal to David that they were, they even said at one time, don't you go from there. Pastor John, stay at home, we'll do the work. Stay at home, we will do the work. Oh, that's not Pastor John. (laughs) Pastor John, Pastor of Kelsey, stay at home. We will do the work. And by the way, we'll pay you for it. Amen. 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 So all those parents who we prophesied for children to be pastors, bless you. You know why? Because at one time, they kept David. They said, no, we'll go bring the water lest you are killed. We'll go bring the water. They served him. They served him. And he trained them. Now we come to chapter 27. And after this amazing, amazing work of God to protect David, look what he says, verse 1. Be careful what you say to your heart. Learn to persuade your heart with the word of God. Amen. You're so good. You're awesome. Learn to speak to your heart the word of God Amen. and to train and form your heart like the heart of Christ. Wow. Yes. He said in his heart, what did he say? Now I shall perish Someday, by the hand of Saul, there is nothing better for me that I should speedily escape to the land of the Philistines. And he does it. He does it. He goes to the land of the Philistines. He gains friends. Especially with one of the leaders, a man called Akish. and he becomes loyal to Akish because David is a loyal man. Akish is so impressed by David's victories in, in, at war. Because what David would do, he would go into different territories on behalf of the Philistines, not on behalf of Israel. And he will defeat these people, he will loot them, bring the booty back, he will share it with Akish, and he would also keep it, and he was growing rich, he was growing big, he was enlarging, so much so that Akish says to him, okay, David, you're some fantastic guy, you're a fantastic guy, now I'm going to give you a piece of land, I'm going to give you a place called ZigZag, nice name, right? Yeah. ZigZag. And he gives him a place of land, a plot of land. And he goes and he rules that place. And from there, he starts going out to war. Now comes a difficult time. You know, when you read the Bible, there are certain little, little words that you've got to catch. The word, but, is one of them. <laughs> Sometimes we don't know where to put our buts. I don't want to go with the next <laughs> statement. Otherwise, you might leave right now. But this, this word, but, is important. Not t". <laughs> there is also another word, another th- phrase, called in the meanwhile. Or now it happened. And now it happened. And you get that often when the word and now it happened chapter 28 now what's was chapter 27 it's not and but but david can have it and as well and is a conjunction connecting it to the previous verse so is but But now in 28, it says, now it happened in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together to war and fight Israel. And Akish said to David, you assuredly know that you will go out with me to battle, you and your men. What? Against whom? And who is Israel to David. His own people. And David is ready and willing. So much so that Akish parades David's army. Now, in those days, the first is last and the last is. Unfortunately, today it's Ulta again. Back again to what the world says. First is first, last is last. Those days in the army, the ones who go first are the weakest or the least. The ones who go last are the strongest and the best. And guess where David is? The last to parade his army. Because Akish believed that this group of men are his best. And the Philistines get, whoa, 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 come on now. And they call Akish and they said, you're sending this guy against his own people? You must be mad. And they persuade him to stop him. And so Akish has to come back to David. Now I'm, I'm giving you the whole story because I don't think you have read 1 Samuel. You may have read it one or, one or two <laughs> chapters and then left it. Forgive me if I'm being impudent and arrogant and assuming. But here it is. Akish tells David, I'm sorry, my people are not very happy. I'm paraphrasing. My people are not very happy that you're coming to war with Israel because they may think that you'll turn around and kill them. So I have to send you back. (coughs) And he sends Akish back. He sends David back. In the meantime... What? Now it happened. In the meantime, or then the Philistines gathered together all the armies at Afek and were coming. Against whom? And now, what does Saul do? Saul's lost his communication ability with God. And he goes to a witch. Because you know why? The prophets, the dreams had stopped. Samuel has died. No more prophecy, no more prophets. Dreams are not coming. There are only three people. The priests are not ready to speak on behalf of him. There were only three types of people who could have gone before God those days. The prophet, the priest, the king. Now the king is also rejected by God. Hello. So who does he seek after? A witch. Not best of (laughs) witch. I'm glad that he's not the best of witch. (laughs) And then sadly, you know that story in chapter 29. But now we come into chapter 30. Now it happened, oops, now it happened. When David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day, everything happened. In 24 hours, things have turned, saw. Things have turned against David. Watch this. The Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag attacked ziglag and burned it with fire. And not only that took everything, including the two wives of David, the children, the wives of the army, everything, and went. Now listen. So David and his men came, verse three, to the city. And there it was, burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept. Have you done this? Until there was no more power in them or no more tears to weep. Are you imagining the scene now? Can you see how painful it is? Have you been through situations which are painful? Painful to the point that you can't even cry though you want to cry. You can't speak even though you want to speak. Your tongue is cleaving to the roof of your mouth. It's all parched. And all that you hear are accusations. Listen to this, verse 6. Now David was greatly, what? Who came and joined him? Ah. Now he was greatly distressed. Why? For the people spoke of stoning him. The same people whom he served, whom he loved, whom he nourished and nurtured and caused them to grow and gave them his life, they want to kill him now. You know, pastors are suckers for pain. You know that? They attract pain into their lives, even if they don't want to. Someone will raise something up. Objection! (laughs) That's why I don't read my emails. I get so many hate emails. Even right now, I'm getting hate WhatsApps now. So I block them all. Can't block the email. Please teach me how to do that. But WhatsApp I block because I'm getting so many. You know, pastors, and this is something that you children, your parents must learn from the beginning. It's a thankless job, not T-A-N-K, (laughs) L-E-S-S. It's a thankless job, very rarely you find people coming and saying, stop, you have worked hard. Just hold on. We love you, we care for you, you just don't burn yourself out. We'll look after you. Very, very rarely. And we have nice ways of doing that in the opposite direction. We hold back our tithes. Why should we give our tithes? Our hard-earned money? Why should we give cheerfully? We have nice ways of showing our ingratitude. Very subtle ways. I'm not preaching about tithes. I'll do that some other time. But I'm just simply telling you the reality. And David faced it. This time they wanted to kill him. Because they blamed this whole scenario and episode. They were grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. And notice this now. But, aha, uh-huh. what's the word? David strengthened himself in the Lord. In the Lord, his God. It's a matter of choices, beloved. And please remember this. Never, ever make a choice when you're going through an emotional upheaval, pain, and problem. Divorces are based on that. Broken relations are based on that. Divisions in churches are based on that. Pastors are hurt based on that. People make choices when they're in their weak moments and trapped and stewing in their self-pity. David could have had a self-pity party, right? And a lot of people have self-pity parties. Hmm. Only I am facing this. Yeah. Yeah. Now why? I am working and slogging and slaving so hard. I am putting everything into this company, and that blooming guy gets the promotion. <laughs> I am the. Mm, I, I am the not the breadwinner, but I am the bread giver because I cook. He goes and he works and he does all the jilmal and jigmal and ultas and bultas. I have to feed the children and carry them and do all these things. Carry them for nine months and the rest of their life also. Nice self-pity party. He comes, after work tired, you have to give him a tea also. And then after tea, he may go and have one little, mm, 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 mm. you know, on the rock thing. The only thing I get is, hello, sweetheart, how are you? He doesn't even wait for the answer, he walks away. How about this? Now, by the way, it's the other way around as well, right? Oh, I know. I know. I fight it every day. Right now, I'm fighting it more than any other time. Because Savi has all her siblings around her. And every night, till one o'clock in the morning, I have to sit and wait and listen. <laughs> Why? Because they are remembering. <laughs> they remind themselves of their ancient of days. And sometimes I'm not in those ancient of days. Are you with me? So I got to fight it as well. I fight it very badly, very strongly when I'm in the kitchen. At the sink. Just when I receive a call to come and pray, I get another call. Can you wash and go, darling? So husbands, listen, I am in your boat, man. Let's call Jesus in to save us from drowning. Are you okay with this, pastor? I'll come to the word, don't worry. It's all a part of the word, though. Big self-pity party. The best band. The best booze. I mean, having self-pity party. The woman you gave. (laughs) The man you gave. And David could have done that, yeah? I served you, man, and this is what you're giving me? And I've heard pastors say that. Ungrateful bunch of people, man. I've heard pastors. They've come and confessed it. Not your pastor. I had one pastor who came and confessed about his pastor. I said, hey, 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 hey. (laughs) I'm not your pastor. No, you're my father. I said, when did I become your father? (laughs) Man, this church thing is something else. It's full of fun. I tell you, high funder. Self-pity. But he strengthens himself. He edifies himself. I told you, it's very easy when everybody's around you. Power! Fire! Ah, it's so nice. Oh Lord. Bless, 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 and the more the head shakes, the more you <laughs> The more the person is trembling, the more the person who is praying gets excited. And goes, he starts with, oh Lord, thank you. Suddenly tongues also comes out. <laughs> and you know, in the solitude of your loneliness, Let me repeat that. In the solitude of your loneliness. And loneliness is when people reject you. And make you the cause of their problem. And they now want to kill you. May not be physically, but they want to kill you with their words. They want to kill you in such a way that you won't have anything more to do. I'm speaking from real experience where I knew I have gone through where the very same people who Savi and I and the children labored and raised up and made them like our family, turned around. And they say, the hand that fed the mouth got the bite. Are you with me? The very same people turn around and they smash And it's in that time where you've got to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Choices are not made when you're weak. Choices are not made when you're lacking faith. Choices are never, please learn this principle, never make a choice when you're in your weak moments. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And then, verse 8. It is only then that he inquired from the Lord. You with me? You got the principle? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word. So how did he strengthen? Because I don't want to just teach you, I want to train you and I want to show you how David strengthened himself in the Lord. And if you can turn to Psalm 77. I'll read it from Passion. Oh, one of the hate letters or one of the hate statements is that, oh, he teaches off the Passion Bible. He teaches off the Passion Bible. Again, you want to ask the question? (laughs) No wonder he's got his theology wrong. That's why, beloved, I don't read the Bible. I hear the word of God. Because the Bible has so many translations. And every single one of them is the word of God. Now, in Psalm 77 and verse 10, it says something beautiful. It is talking about David, and and some theological pundits will call call it Asaph's, A-S-A-P-H, Asaph's psalm. But it's actually David reminiscing, and he says, I said this in my anguish. Isn't it there? Verse 10, chapter 77, verse 10. And I said, this is my anguish. This is my anguish. He's being very, not in the passion. I'm taking it off New King James before I come to passion. Otherwise, I could be called a heretic. So let me give you the correct version of the Bible. The New King James version. I said this in my anguish. Can you believe what his state was? It was a state of being in anguish. Where his own people are not only staring daggers, they want to take stones and kill him. And this is what he says. Are you ready? Verse 11. What does he say? I, 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 what will I remember? Three things. And come on! Now look at this, right? From the passion, with all my heart. This is David, right? And this is what he's saying. Where am I? Oh, this is eighty-seven. I need to go to seventy-seven. Okay. He says this, right? I could never forget all your miracles, my God, as I remembered all your wonders of old. I pondered, I meditated all what you've done. Lord, musing on all your miracles. It's here in your presence, in your sanctuary, where I learn more of your ways. For holiness is revealed in everything you do. Lord, you're the only one, the great and glorious God. Your display of wonders, miracles and power makes the nations acknowledge you. By your glory bursts. Oh, ah, awesome, yeah? By your glory bursts. You have rescued us over and over. Just ask the sons of Jacob or the sons of Joseph. They will tell you. And all of us, your beloved ones, know that it is true. Sons of Joseph, sons of Jacob. Why? When Joseph was in prison, he didn't whine and whine and, and, you know, be this softy, lofty, little sloppy sentimentalist. The presence of God was with him. And he grew in that. And he became, he was promoted. Are you with me? When the army waters of the Red Sea took one look at you, (laughs) they were afraid and ran away to hide, trembling to its depths. I love this. Storm clouds filled with water high in the sky. Cloud bursts and thunderclaps announced your approach. Lightning flashes lit up the landscape. Rolling whirlwinds exploded with some booms of thunder rumbling as the skies shouted out your story with light and sound and wind. That's new age. (laughs) But it's in the Bible. Ah, No, 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 no. It's in the passion. (laughs) Now listen further. Everything on earth shook and trembled as you drew near. Your steps formed a highway through the seas with footprints on a pathway no one even knew was there. I love this. Verse 18, rolling whirlwinds exploded with what? Sonic. Sonic booms. Well, if you look at alternative versions, and if you look at the so called original versions, it says the voice, verse 20, chapter 29 of Psalms, the voice of the Lord thunders. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. The voice of the Lord shakes the Sedars of Lebanon. And who is remembering this? David. What is he remembering? He's remembering how the right hand of God, it says there in the New King James Version, right? The right hand of God saved him from the lion and the bear. He's remembering how the right hand of God came on his behalf and strengthened his arm as he slung that one stone on Goliath. He's recollecting, he's remembering. How do you do this? How do you do this? i got to train you, right? Otherwise I may not be invited again. (laughs) I not only teach, I train. You know the difference? How do you know? (laughs) Now she knows because she's been taught well by me. The difference is this. Teaching brings knowledge. Training is the application of that knowledge. So you can teach a child to eat, but unless you train and show that child, he'll only know how to eat, but he'll never eat. Yeah. You've got to take his, this is the way, darling. You know, you've got five fingers, you squeeze. Some people do and it comes out from here and they Or they'll take the plate and I used to do this. I still do it sometimes. It's full of the curry or the gravy you leave and you do. (sniffs) Please don't teach that to your child. Because more things are caught than thought. So you train the child. So I'm going to train you now. And the training is from Psalm 75 verse 1. Psalm 75, verse 1. Are you with me? What does it say there? It says that your wonders brings your name near. Yes? Yes or no? 75, verse 1. The wonders declare that your name is? So what do you think David was doing? As he was proclaiming the wonders of God, the miracles of God, he was reminded of the names of God. He was reminded of Jehovah Shammah or Yahweh Shammah, the one who is always with me for eternity. He was reminded of Jehovah Ra or Yahweh Ra, the shepherd. Who leads him beside still waters and restores his soul? He was reminded of Yahweh Elohim, the Almighty Creator. He was reminded and he would go on Yahweh Sitkanu, my righteous one. Yahweh Mikadesh, the one who sanctifies, the powerful one. Yahweh Megan, the one who is my shield, my buckler. He would go on and on and on recollecting the names of God and speaking out the names of God and beloved you don't need to do this because there are approximately 365 names. All you got to do is to say the name of Jesus Christ. For in him dwells the fullness of God. Yeah, man, man. Are you with me? Yeah, and at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow down. Amen. Amen. Every tongue will confess. When people know that you're a lover of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Who's got the name of God. Whatever the name is. You can go on. I can go on. And I can repeat all the names. Jehovah Rapha. Yahweh Rapha. My healer. My strength. My sustainer. Yahweh Jairah. My provider. Inexhaustible in your provisions. Beloved. I can go on. Because the names of God are written in my heart. But I have one name. Jesus Christ. And only his name will I exalt. Yes I know that this is Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh. I love to shout your praise oh God. Yes. But all that is composed. And placed in this one name. Jesus Christ. Are you with me? And when I, with true heart conviction, through persuasion of his works and wonders and miracles and signs that he's performed in my life, I forget not all his benefits. Now, I'm in a position of strength. Because the name of the Lord Jesus Christ lifts me up. Not me. I'm lifted up. I'm in an exalted position because of Jesus Christ. I sit in heavenly places because of Jesus Christ. I was dead. I was not a sinner. I was not a sinner. I was dead. I was dead to trespassers. But Ephesians 2 verse 4 has another beautiful but there. I was dead in trespasses. Under the influence of the prince of the air. But God, full of mercy, rich in mercy and grace, lifted me up, saved me up and put me in heavenly places. And now together with him I rise. Together with him I now speak. I don't cry and say, God, save me, save me, save me. Are you with me? The time has come for us not to cry. The time has come for us to call. And to speak and talk with our God, who is seated by our side. Jehovah Shamar, Yahweh Shammah, who is always by our side. Never leaves us nor forsakes us. No matter what our circumstances are. No matter what we feel. We walk by faith, not by feelings, not by sight. Hello. We are led not by fleasers. If I do this, then this must happen. Then I will believe that this is God. We are led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not many as are led by fleezing. Yeah. You with me? Yeah. I'll put a fleece. <laughs> Be careful, you may get some fleas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm led by the Spirit of God. Yes. Amen. And the Spirit of God may point me to a sign. Oh. But I'll not move till he shows me. And so David goes and inquires. At what point? After he strengthens himself. And God says, go. Wow, go. He used what? The Urim and the Tamim, not Urim. Urim, U-R-I-M and Tamim. Urim means no, Tamim means yes. It was a dice. And when it was thrown, are you ready for this? When it was thrown... One side with light up. Wow. Huh? New Age. <laughs> Dice is used. Lots are thrown. New Age. You know the, the, the ephod? Yeah. This thing that I'm wearing? Yeah. The miniature of it? Yeah. With the 12 stones? You know, when they go before God, the priest, the stones will light up. Wow. And they will know which tribe to pray for. Wow. 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 You know that whale? Yeah. You know how thick and how huge it was? But it had no middle seam. Yeah. 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 Then how did the priest go in there? <laughs> he was translated. Man, what happened then is nothing compared to what we are seeing today. Yeah, right. Are you with me? Yeah. And so he would throw the dice, go. How Awesome. Now it happened. When he went, are you ready for this? He met a slave who was left in the desert By the Amalekites. Who was hungry. And it just so happened. Now it happened. That David had food. And it happened that David was generous. And out of that bundle of food he fed this guy. And now it happened. That this slave said I know where they are. I'll take you and go. And now it happened that as they went. They found the Amalekites. Or amalekites. I don't know what. Yalakites yalakites. Yalakites or, you know, parasites. (laughs) Now it happened when they went, they found them all drunk. And 400 soldiers, because 200 said we'll stay behind. 400 soldiers just slaughtered them. Only a few ran off on camels. And now it happened that all the booty that these guys had came to David. And now it happened that David, David was able to bring back the 1,500 people, including his two wives. (laughs) Nothing beloved when you are with God. If God is for us, it's not who can be against us. Anyone can be against us. Who is against us? If God is with us, who is against us? Because no weapon formed against us shall perish, shall prosper. Are you with me? And now it happened that because of this, he was able to feed the 12 tribes of Israel. He was able to generously, the 12 tribes that were shouting against him are now fed by him. And now it so happened that his kingdom was funded by all of this bounty for seven years. You know why? Because David decided to wait on the Lord. He persuaded his heart with the names of God. The power of persuasion. You've got to persuade your heart, beloved. It's not crying. God in his grace will answer you. But the time has come for you and me not to be criers and cry boobies. But the time has come for you and me to talk with God. Face God. And say to God, God, what is it? What is it? And you know what happened? David, you see, when you read verse 31, chapter 31, Saul is killed in the battle. Imagine if David went with Akish. The Philistines would have told David, prove to us that you're loyal. Go kill Saul. And it so happened that because David waited on God, accepted what was given. Accepted what was told to him. No, we got human rights to fight for us. Hmm, how dare he does this. Hmm? I've been so loyal. In fact, I was the one paraded in, at the back as the only powerful one. And now I've been asked to go home. In fact, I gave all my hours so much so that my wife nearly divorced me and now I'm getting retrenched. Yeah, you're getting retrenched. That means you're put into another trench. Amen. Go find it. Accept, accept, persuade yourself in, in, in the time of trouble, persuade, that's what I did beloved, I couldn't even speak, but my mind was going on saying yes God, yes I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember your healing, I remember you healed my wife, I remember you healed my daughter, I remember you delivered us, you set us free. Are you with me? Because when he touches you, will you turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11? When he touches you, he does something because he knows the end from the beginning. He has placed something in you and me. It's called eternity. It's called eternity. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, There are about six people here. Yes or no? Yes. What has he placed in us? Eternity. This eternal, he has placed eternity. Not will place. Some people are waiting to face eternity when they die in the sweet by and by. In the sweet by and by we shall meet on the beautiful shore. There are some songs that are not even worth singing. When I cross over the Jordan. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking for you. Jesus, you know, if you're looking below, it's worse as if we have to tell him it's worse now. And man, we sing it with such feeling. The guitar and the bottle in the hand. And we are telling him, with the drink in the hand, it's worse now than then. (laughs) Some of the songs, beloved, watch what you sing. Listen to what you sing. Because you are determined by the speech you make. By the songs you sing. Are you with me? There are thousands of songs and they are all nice tunes. But listen to the truth. For it is the truth that sets you free. Yeah. Not the oogie boogie. <laughs> and so David comes to this place and he is strengthened. Now imagine if he went to that battle if he fought and he told but Akish I'm with you man and Akish said okay I'll stand by you. And he went to that battle he would have been guilty of what he did not want to do to Saul. Because they would have got him to kill Saul. Are you with me? Beloved, God has placed eternity in you and me. He's got his purpose on you. He's got his purpose in you. Don't go seeking jobs, go seeking his purpose. And as a result of David seeking God's purpose, he got promoted. The promises of God came to pass. He became productive. He was provided for more than he could ask or imagine. He was protected. And he proved effective to the point. That God said, he's a man after my heart. Why? Because David persuaded his heart that my God, my God is my refuge. I will remember my God. I will remember his works. I will remember his miracles. I will remember his voice. And I will walk in his ways. If you can trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Just touch the person next to you. And start releasing. Start releasing. As a collective whole. Start releasing the ability to wait on the Lord. Yeah, that's what we need to do. And I declare and release the word to you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Bring your understanding of your situation right now. I don't care what it is. Bring your situation right now and say, Lord, I give it to you. I cast all my burdens on you. For you care for me. And I know that your care is eternal because you have placed eternity in me. You know the end from the beginning. Teach me to know the end from the beginning. Beloved, don't look at your beginnings. Look at your end. Look at your end as God has a blueprint. Look at your end as God the creator has created your blueprint. Look at the end. And his end is not to harm you. But to give you a good future full of peace and prosperity. Remind yourself of that. And now, in your spirit, as you speak, whether you speak in tongues or you speak in English or you speak in Malayali or you speak in Tagalog, it doesn't matter. Just speak and say, God, I believe. I believe. I believe. You're my righteousness. You're my righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the healed one in Christ Jesus. I am the abundant one in Christ Jesus. I am happy, I am healthy, I am blessed and anointed, and I am filled with the power of God. The joy of the Lord is my strength, and by His stripes I am healed. I am anointed with the oil of gladness because He's given me gladness instead of moaning. He's given me the garment of praise instead of depression and sorrow and bipolar. He has given me. Wealth instead of poverty. I am who I am by the grace of God. For he has given me all grace abounding. That I have all sufficiency in all things to abound unto every good work. Amen. Amen. Shall we have a second offering, Pastor?